But with Godot, it lights up like I could solve this puzzle. Because he's a forest ranger. The show started, by the way. Here we go. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to the 10th anniversary special of Penn Sunday School. And to celebrate, Gudeau is not here. This episode, Penn discusses PT's new avant garde approach to their show, and how Ozark makes Penn hate I Love Lucy even more than before, and he's actually starting to believe that people speak other languages. Here he is, preaching the love, Penn Gillette. Preaching love for 10 years! Brothers, sisters, siblings, yes. 10 goddamn years. That's crazy. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I bet the under. I lost. <laughs> yeah, 10, uh, 10, 10 years we've been uh, chatting. We don't even know when you came in, right? No, I, I think, like, I always say two years after we started. Mm-hmm. Much like when I farted at Tierney's well, yeah, Tavern. The wrong, that's a mistake. That's yeah. the wrong pronoun. You can't say, I came on 10 years after we started. Right. I came on 10 years after you started. Yeah, I came on two years two after. years after you started. Not two years after we started. No. Or you'd already be on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's too much ownership on my part. I'm thinking a lot about, you know, pronouns and grammar because yeah. I'm learning another language. Well, that's right. So I, nosotros, you would not say nosotros. No. You'd say uh, vosotros. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Vosotros. And vosotros. No nosotros. Vosotros. You. Vosotros. Mm-hmm. The pleasant form of you. You wouldn't say ustedes. You'd no. say vosotros. Okay. So then who started two years after we did? <laughs> we did. He did. I did. Yeah. El. El did. El did. El did. <laughs> And uh, much like when I was a bartender at Tierney's Tavern in Montclair, New Jersey, after eight years, I'm still the new guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that goes. Yeah. Uh, if we had not hired Aaron, yeah. Kurt was going to be the new guy forever. He'd been working like 15 years. <laughs> Kurt was always introduced as the new guy. And it was very recently that I was like, how long have you been here? He's like, 15 years. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> You've been introduced to and referred to as Kurt the new guy the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I still think that Kurt's like in his early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are, I mean, Nate's been with us like yeah. three decades. Yeah. Nate's, you know, he gave us the best part of his life. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And we, you know, we brought Erin on. She's our new stage manager. Yes. And uh, I, we promised her. We hired her. We said she worked at Zoomanity. Mm-hmm. She worked at Caw mm-hmm. and some other of the uh, Cirque shows. And I promised her that she would see much less attractive people in their underwear <laughs> than she did at her other jobs. I also told her, you work, went from Zoomanity to Penn & Teller. You went from the least flexible person on payroll 
to the most flexible person on payroll. <laughs> I mean, I see her like lift up her legs and stuff and say, you know, when you bend over and touch your toes, no one else you're working with could do that. <laughs> These are gone. <laughs> yeah. Not one other person in the entire Penn and Teller staff can bend over and touch their Robbie toes. Robbie Libman can tell you a bunch of stories of people in the 80s touching their toes <laughs> at the Penn and Teller show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all. The but you are now the most, whereas when you were at Zumanity, no, no chance of that. Not a chance. Also the smallest person. Yes. You know, because when you work in Zumanity, you're working with, you know, homunculus, you know, the homunculi, I suppose. Yeah. You know, the people that were in like the champagne glass. Right. The little women. They're very tiny. Uh, yeah, very tiny. Little women and they're Russian and stuff. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you like very flexible, small Russian people. Yeah. You want to go to the, um, the uh, Samba Latte at 215 and Jones. Because the circus place where they all rehearse. Yeah. So you'll always find somebody who brought in their own salad, you know, <laughs> and when they're eating salad, they're eating nothing but leaves. Yeah. There's nothing else in their salad but no, leaves. No, no. Like not an artichoke heart. No. Not because that would be too many calories, right? <laughs> they, they have a, a bowl of leaves. It's just leaves. Yeah. Leaves. And then they have black coffee. And leafs, and they have perfect bodies, and they are tiny, and they're talking on their cell phones in Russian. <laughs> and I say to them, so you uh, you work at Cirque? And they're always amazed. Like, I'm, you, I'm, I'm Darren Brown. Darren Brown. <laughs> so, well, how'd you know that? As they, as they put their hands on the table, put their feet up in the air. <laughs> And just descend for each bite of salad. Yeah, they, they, say, they, just... they, they're, they're doing a headstand <laughs> above the salad and they lower themselves in, take one leaf, push themselves back, back, right. That take time to digest. <laughs> Meanwhile, Teller and I are over in the corner, yeah. two old guys who can't touch their toes, you know, <laughs> drinking like coconut milk. <laughs> yeah, I had a, Teller is a nut for a trip. Turmeric? Yes. Turmeric. He's just he's just crazy for the turmeric. Yeah. And uh, he has a turmeric latte. Wow. Right? Is it supposed to be like an anti-inflammatory? Yeah, like yeah, it's good. It's, it also tastes like India. Yeah. I mean, the good parts of India. <laughs> Not like Calcutta. And uh, it also turns your tongue yellow. Yes. So you look like a certain kind of tree frog. So there are certain animals on the planet. Yeah. Not many. But certain animals on the planet, that they were going to attack you, they would see your yellow tongue, assume you were poisonous, and leave you alone. Unfortunately, none of those animals are bigger than a pack of cards, but it protects you from them. Okay. Yellow tongue. Yellow tongue. Scary to certain animals. Very small number of animals. If you're touring in Madagascar, <laughs> okay, and you're going to be buried up to your chin in sand in the jungle, and you're going to bring in the sand special. <laughs> Buried up to your, then they ask you, what would your last meal be? Say, turmeric. Turmeric. Because then you can stick out your tongue and, and the thing that's going to come and eat your eyeballs out will wait a little while. <laughs> wait a minute. He's got a yellow tongue. Maybe it's a poisonous frog. Huh. I won't eat its eyeball out. Any last requests? You're going to be surprised, but I know exactly what I want. <laughs> turmeric latte. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> almond milk because I'm vegan. <laughs> and I'm also hoping that my 
veganism yeah. will spread to all the animals around me. <laughs> <laughs> and they will say, I'm not going to eat out his eyeballs. Maybe these plants are delicious. Yeah. That's mm, around me. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to eat like a Russian acrobat at Samba Latte at Jones and 250. <laughs> That's who you can find, Ben and Teller. Yeah. A person, I think I told you, came up and asked for our autograph, uh, and the person looked um, unseemly. Mm-hmm. And as we signed her autograph, uh, I tried to put our masks up quickly as mm-hmm. the person came over. Teller said, we now have COVID Omega. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's where it starts. Yeah. That was the same place. That's the same place. I bet it would. I bet the next variant would come from Samba Latte. It seems like a good mix of people. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Got the Russians in there. And very, I'm talking about the women, but the men, strangely, are British, some of them. Yeah. And they have, they look like Grey's Anatomy. They have so many muscles on them. Yeah. They're just really, really muscular. And they are eating, they brought with them, you know, plates of just protein. Yeah. Right. And, you know, they're doing like one arm pull ups while they're eating it. Just, there was a. They uh, also don't even sit on chairs right. You know, the Russian acrobats. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like fold both legs. Designed for on, plebes. It's not enough for them. They, yeah. they have to sit on their way, make it their own. You make it their own. <laughs> there was a tour of Jersey Boys. Mm hmm where everybody got into CrossFit at the same time. So mm-hmm. while they're on the tour, like they were finding CrossFit locations in every city, the kind of thing. Yeah. And everyone, men and women, all got super jacked. <laughs> <laughs> they actually got like a note from like the tour manager. It was like, you were cast to fit the costumes that we provided for you. <laughs> and that like, no one thinks that Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons were these like four super jacked dudes touring <laughs> the country in the sixties. Like this is, we're starting to not, and same with the women too. It's like every, every, all of Frankie's love interests look like they could wrestle in WWE. You know, it was like, this is not the, this is not the palette we were painting with when we sent you on the road. Can you imagine Getting that note, happiest day of your life. Oh, yeah, life. yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to keep your job, yeah. you best not be exercising, sit in a chair, and eat a lot of popcorn. <laughs> Perfect. And chill out. Yeah, chill out. Make chill it really out. easy. So you, everything going well for you? Yeah, yeah. I did a uh, variety show the other day here in town, a show called Viral Live. Mm-hmm. Hosted by Sarah Hester Ross, very funny woman in what town. Is, is that is, how many? What would you say, Hester Ross? Hester Ross. Is a hyphenated. It is a hyphenated. Hester one. Ross. Sarah Hester Ross. Okay, she's a funny lady, mm-hmm. um, and she's she's big on the TikTok. Ah, and then I was backstage with a bunch of people who are also big on TikTok. It's a TikTok show. It was a TikTok show, TikTok unbeknownst Batman? to me. Oh. I just know Sarah, and she asked me if I'd perform at it, and mm-hmm. I said sure. And then when people were kind of sharing their TikTok um, information with each other, I started to feel like sheepish and uh, maybe I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, what's your TikTok? I said, I'm not on TikTok. And they looked at me like I've, I, I made a violation. <laughs> um, but then we started talking, we hit it off or whatever. And then TikTok's a lot of, you know, she had, uh, there, there were younger people there. Well, you hit it off with everybody. I, I'm, I get along. See, if I were backstage, not, you, that's not a shoe in <laughs> <laughs> it, it is possible yeah. if I'm backstage with a group of people that one, two, maybe three of those people will hate me for all eternity. <laughs> but you, jovial. I, I, I like to be a pleasant you person. You also don't say 
crazy shit. No, no, no. I keep that to myself. I sometimes say crazy shit. You lead often. So often. Yeah. Crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're backstage not saying crazy shit, yeah. but not on TikTok. I'm not telling Marie Osmond about butterflies being attracted to the scent of urine. That's right. I I, I did say that <laughs> while she was talking about butterflies following her after a dead friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was telling me. A, a very beautiful story, a romantic story. And I said that maybe your friend smelled like urine. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. So yeah, too. I'm not doing that. But uh, when we talk about how she was the daughter of other artists and things like that, and I was like, oh, so funny, like Burt Reynolds' story, I know. And they both, people looked at me like, but I said, uh, oh, I'm sorry, do you, you, do you know who Burt Reynolds is? Mm-hmm. And both of them looked at me like, nope. Like, but not even like, that name sounds familiar, mm-hmm. or I should know this. They looked at me like, did he park my car on the way here? <laughs> Did he check me in? Did I was I supposed to talk to a Burt Reynolds before we began sitting down over here? See the PA? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, uh, "Boogie Nights." I was, trying, I was like, "What's the latest?" Yeah, yeah, Boogie Nights. That thing, good, Boogie good, Nights. Good shot. And they're like, "No, never heard of Boogie Nights." And I was like, "Well, this story doesn't matter at all." Then. <laughs> Did you try telling him a funny Jolson story, or Ty Cobb? <laughs> you know, Benny Goodman. I was like, you know, the problem with the Oscars is we don't have Bob Hope. (laughs) (laughs) It's really amazing. Bob Hope totally forgotten, right? Yes. And I, yeah, and I, yeah, I grew up just enough that I knew Bob Hope. He still was a guy who appeared on everything everywhere late in life. Yeah. So there's enough attached to Bob Hope. Well, he lived to be 103. Right. So, and he was still working pretty late. Yeah. So I guess Betty White would be the equivalent now. Yeah. Betty White, dead. Very dead now. That is a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, that would be the equivalent. That yeah. They would know Betty White. Yes, that they would know Betty that White would connect now. connect them to the- Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, I, yeah, I, I'll stop talking and just go back to listening. <laughs> that was my turn. I was the old guy at the show. But the other thing is it happens the other way too. Yeah. You know, uh, people are mentioned that are huge stars on TikTok and I don't know their names. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, no idea who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, they talked about how at the Super Bowl, you know, it took them thirty years to get hip hop, yes, into the Super Bowl. You know, just how insane that is. Yeah, that took thirty years. I didn't see it yet. I'm going to watch it, but I really uh, loved it. Yeah, I, I bet it's great. And there was forty, uh, forty years, um, forty years hip hop. Yeah. So, and I was, I think, like, oh, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg, those are rather new artists. <laughs> Oh, that's it. Like someone, there was a Roger Sherman tweet that was like, "Oh, good, finally some hip hop artists in here. Not like, uh, not like uh, uh, the Who or Prince or Springsteen. You know, something for those old guys. Something for me. It waits ten seconds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh like, I am the old guys yeah. they're programming for yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing when you when you really realize that Springsteen." To my children, yeah, is longer ago than like Benny Goodman when I was a child, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's insane. You didn't it didn't ever seem, and I guess it always does, yeah. But it never seemed possible to me, yeah. That you know, Mick Jagger said, "I'm not going to be doing Satisfaction when I'm 40." Right. Yeah. The distance from us to Springsteen's Born to Run album. Mm-hmm is the distance from Springsteen's Born to Run album to World War II. 
Yeah. Like, it's just, it's like, it's that distance that you're just like, oh yeah, I, I know that historically that that happened. But yeah, it's, it's weird. And you know, that story that's in the Atlantic of the guy seeing his daughter. Yeah laughing hysterically at a video. Yeah. And he said, what are you laughing at? And she said, there's an old man acting like a chicken and singing. <laughs> and he went over to see what kind of goofy 15 seconds of fame this was. Yeah. Who he was going to be laughing at and found himself looking at Mick Jagger <laughs> in the last tour, singing Satisfaction. An old man acting like a chicken oh. and singing. That's, I mean, and then the truth is, if I'm, if I'm remotely successful, this is the first of many times this is going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the beginning. Yeah. And I was laughing in terms of my forays of variety artist at the Super Bowl party I was at. I ran um, a squares pool where there's 10 by 10 grid of squares and you write your name remotely. Do you know this at all? Uh, yeah, I think so. This I think is you've done this before. It's a betting thing. It's a betting thing. Betting thing. And this is where you we, buy random squares. Right. We had this happen. Yeah. Where we were on Broadway. Yes. And the producers told us you have to put money into the Super Bowl pool, and we said we don't give a fuck. And they said it'll help build your being close to the local union crew. Yes. This you put money into this, and then they win it, and they feel camaraderie, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Person who won first, tell her. Second, me. They were sure we cheated. The amount they hated us increased. So they told us, get this, we had to take all the money we won in the Super Bowl pool yeah. and buy them an entertainment center for the basement. So when our show was going on, they had a bigger TV to watch. This feels like a, just a con. This feels like one big con, I think, you. Of course it was a big con. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show. Anyway, 10 by 10. Yeah. That's 100 squares, by the way. Thank you. Boom! <laughs> and then each square has a score. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A random number that would be the last digit of a particular team's score. Oh. So zero, wow. zero through nine, but in, in a random order for each square across the top. Mm -hmm. Zero through nine in a random order down the left side. You're okay. One team the left side, one team the top, and if it's like this is just a a, a way to play Kino without feeling like an old lady. One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. In fact, we should call it you know Jackino. 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 How did how did Matt Donnelly become the third richest man in the world? <laughs> it was it was Jackino. He, he trademarked Jackino. He trademarked Jackino. <laughs> Very successful man. Very successful, man. Matter of fact, there's whole articles in the New York Times about how the latest disaster in the world only benefited Matt Donnelly. <laughs> Matt Donnelly now has go to space money. <laughs> he goes to space whenever he wants. Yeah, yeah. I just feels like going to space for dinner. Yeah. Make me an egg salad sandwich, blast my ass into space. <laughs> That's where I want to eat it. Make sure there's some potato chips too, and not barbecue. I fucking hate those. Get up to the space. There's barbecue chips. Take me back down. <laughs> I don't want barbecue. What's wrong with yellow bag lays, motherfucker? <laughs> By the way, where are you working next week? <laughs> I may want to go to. <laughs> I may want to go to space again. I don't want barbecue chips. Funny, funny bag of chips to pack on your last day at my random space whenever I feel like it. Business. Yeah, I haven't parked in my backyard. <laughs> I feel like going to space. I say, "Hey, Dave, I'm going to space. Fire her up." I mean, it is as ridiculous as it sounds, right? If you told yourself 20 years ago 
Yeah, people are getting so rich, they're just going to fly themselves to space when they walk. <laughs> yeah. Now they're going to do a spacewalk. Yeah. Space, they're going to do a spacewalk. Uh. Go to space when they want. <laughs> and you know that if that happened on the ground, it cost 20 bucks. None of these guys <laughs> would do it. <laughs> right? Right? 20 bucks, you get to you get shaken around. It's really wicked loud. You go up. You feel weird and light. You look down. There's a blue ball. You come home. <laughs> 20 bucks. Now, no. fuck that shit. I'm going to I'm going to go have a $60 fake cheeseburger. <laughs> that's what's yeah, all that's baffling to me is that all the stuff just costs more for the same stuff for the mega rich, right? Well, here's the weirdest thing. This is so strange for the mega rich. So strange. I'm not talking mega rich now. I'm talking just average wealthy. Yeah. If you go to a hotel Okay. Mm -hmm. And they put you in the expensive suite. Okay. Mm -hmm. The most expensive suite, which is near the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've got a nice view of whatever fucking bullshit city you're in. Mm -hmm. This is where they put me. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I'm playing at the theater. You're, you're and, the headliner. Yeah. I'm a headliner. Put me in that thing. And you have a nice view. You know, you got a nice table, you know, and chairs because you're going to invite people up. I don't yeah. know, right? I'm just going to sleep there, but I have a table and chairs. <laughs> and then when you go into the bathroom, yeah. okay, they have, you know, those little uh, bottles of shampoo, conditioner, and soap, Yeah, right? They have the little bottles that you put in your shower. Four sets of them. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a celebrity. He likes to shampoo a lot, that motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker will wash his hair four times a day. No problem. Let's give him the extra little little things. Of course, Gilbert takes them home with him. <laughs> but I just have these going, you know, one squirt washes my hair. Yeah. One squirt conditions my hair. I don't use the body wash. Yeah. I use a regular bar. Yeah. And then I'm done. There are four bars of soap. So, I mean, it's just like, what can we do to make it fancy? Really nice. We'll put more things in there. <laughs> just more things. Then I get a table and like eight chairs because I'm going to have a dinner party after I finish my show. Front desk, do you need more shampoo? <laughs> no, I, it's, it's four in the morning. Well, all right. We'll get you some more shampoo right away, sir. No, I don't need any more. It's already on the way. But it's four in the morning. <laughs> How much do I, well, 20 bucks be right. How much do I, do I tip? Well, I would think so. I would think, yeah. I just brought you shampoo. <laughs> but I got four, hey, some more shampoo. <laughs> the days of not having enough shampoo. Yeah. Do you know what I found out about fancy hotels? What's that? You don't have to bring shit with you. You can call down and say, send me up a personal kit. And they send you up a toothbrush. Ooh. toothpaste, and usually throw in a condom. All right, now I want to be rich again. That's it. <laughs> and then imagine all that in space. Elon Musk up in space going, I got three shampoos floating around me. <laughs> Back to Giacchino. Oh, yeah, Giacchino. We, so, we traded. We, we, we faded away from that. That's okay. That's okay. We kept it in our mind. We're like Buddy Hackett. We come back into the punchline 20 minutes later. Although we don't have a punchline. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm organizing Giacchino, and everyone at the party accuses me of cheating or pulling on some kind of magic trick as I set everybody up with their squares. 
Uh, and I was like, oh, this is a first. I feel like a real variety artist now. Yeah. Like a real magician being accused of cheating. Did you Cut win? to the next day. I did not win. So that lets you know how good of a magician I am. And then the newsletter goes out for parents to sign up for career day at school. Uh, Wife says, I'm, I'm going to sign you up. I'm going to sign you up for career day. You should go in and talk to the kids. Want to be a magician? <laughs> That's it. So I get scared and nervous. And I start telling my friends one by one that my wife is signing me up for this, and I'm nervous, more nervous than a than a regular show. Oh yeah, doing and, stuff at the children's school is terrifying. Oh, terrifying. Oh man, yeah. Every single friend I have, except for you, right now, goes, "What kind of first grader wants to become a podcaster?" <laughs> so you're going as a podcast, not as a magician. No, I'm going as a magician. There's no way I'm going to talk to first graders about being a podcaster. <laughs> I mean, I'll bring it up. But they don't know. I don't think they'll care. But all my friends, in terms of me thinking that I'm being taken as seriously as a magician, went right out the window as soon as I told them I was. Oh, I understand. I, I didn't even understand the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now I'm there. Now I'm yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. All my friends are like, "Well, you're not going to talk about magic." Well, you know, I will tell you right now. Yeah. Okay. I know magic. Yeah. And I think you know more magic than the average first grader. <laughs> I do. I do. I really think you've accomplished that. <laughs> I think you do. As a matter of fact, that could be your pull quote. I'm also now, I'm going to go into first grade and kiss you back here and talk about magic. I'm like, yeah, big. are you going to talk about dealing seconds? Dealing from the middle? Where, 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 where are we going? <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> yeah. So first grader just knows everything. First grader just doing, are you going to do cardistry? Are you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Because I would love to talk about uh, the uh, 45 degree angle mirror box with a, uh, with a, with a, <laughs> With a wedge shape in the front that'll hide the feet. Are you are you are you doing that kind of thing? Are you mostly doing mentalism? Or are you gonna dock escapes? Because I have some mirror cuffs that I'd like to tell you they have a they have a jump feature on them. I'd really like. What thickness paper do you use for your billets? You want to uh, talk about podcasting? Because <laughs> <laughs> could you explain the Gilbraith principle to us again? <laughs> You can shuffle four times and a cut, and you're still okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I find at that point I get a little nervous about yeah. it. Yeah. Took me a while to get my pharaoh down since my hands aren't big enough to hold cards. <laughs> <laughs> so I would want to see. Yeah. That would be the greatest thing in the world. When you get your own room in Vegas, yeah. right? And I, maybe I'm dead. <laughs> that's one way to get it <laughs> i want i want to see a billboard that says tonight matt Donnelly quote probably knows more magic than the average first grader end quote some old guy <laughs> dead now burt reynolds everybody goes that's probably burt reynolds <laughs> <laughs> so you had your, uh, your, your that's all the, the whole point was yeah Giacchino you were accused of cheating I was accused of cheating who did win in the Giacchino uh, the, the host of uh, J Jacob my, uh, Jacob Smith my audio guy at ICS and uh, how much uh, how much money do you win on Giacchino for this party it was um, it was I mean I know it depends on what you put in what I'm asking is what yeah. you put in it was two bucks a square and uh, with f four four winners of 50 bucks First first quarter, halftime, third quarter, fourth quarter. Nothing fancy. Mm. Was this an exciting Super Bowl? It started off exciting. It stayed it stayed very close the whole time. So that part was good. 
mm-hmm. but it, it ended up being much uh, messier football in the second half. What does messy football mean? The guy not a lot of didn't uh, run in the right direction. Not a lot of movement and other than more penalty flags. Uh, now, um, this is a serious question. Actually, mm-hmm. one of my very good friends, closest friends. I don't know why I'm not saying his name, but I'm not. Okay, uh, one of my very closest friends at the show um, was a football fan. Stopped watching because he said it was no longer uh, morally defensible. He didn't feel good about it because of the brain damage. Is that something you even think about? It is. They have changed a lot of rules to make it a, a little safer. Mm-hmm. A lot of rules to make it a little safer is accurate. Uh-huh. So it's, it's not as bad, but they, cer- they certainly are still finding evidence of CTE in these former players. I, you know, I've said this on this show at least 10 times, but I cannot understand how Harvard has a football team. Right. That's, and that's where I thought. The guys are are in a different building, I guess. The guys who are doing all the brain research. (laughs) (laughs) But they're right there. The proximity of, of, uh, of, of those things is silly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I certainly would never let my kids play football. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you play? I played in uh, grade school. It's called Pop Warner Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. Uh, Jonesy played a lot. Yeah. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> my brother played both football and then rugby. I know. You talked about him playing rugby. Rugby's a tough guy. Now, isn't it true? Is it true like with boxing that it's actually the equipment that makes it more dangerous? Yes. And that's what he says. He says he let his kids play rugby and not football. There's, there's, there's definitely some brutal injuries in rugby, but not as much concussions and, and therefore CTE from, from rugby. What you really want them to be doing is skating, right? Yeah. Skateboard stuff. Yeah. That's, that's where, that's a, but leg bones heal. Yeah. Leg bones heal. Leg bones heal. And also you, uh, we've talked about this on the show many times, yeah. but I have, you know, skate punk balls. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 And you're doing okay. Yeah, I, was, I smashed my balls a few times. The jackass guys are all doing fine. Uh, yeah, 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 and they just smashed their balls. I mean, that's their way, job. I went and saw that movie on Valentine's Oh, how is Day. it? Oh, that's the right right day to see it. <laughs> we we were basically alone. Uh, but yeah, Sarah thought it'd be funny to surprise me. You took me there as a surprise. Are you a big jackass fan? I really liked jackass back in the day. I'm finding being a parent. And them getting older and me getting older, uh-huh. that my empathy to laughter ratio is much different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> than it used to be. <laughs> I left like still liking them and still liking the movie, but I left like like my my shoulders still on my ears, like uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And also, they're getting older, so there's a lot more stuff with their penises than than uh, other violence because they still have penises because they still have penises and they don't really have the musculature to do the other stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I have no problem doing that. It, it's tough. And also even them, like behind the scenes are still not the greatest stories with all of them behind the scenes, stuff like that. You know, there was a guy who did an act. This was, this was way back a long time ago. He would go to table to table. Yeah. Okay. And he would take out his penis and he would put down a walnut mm-hmm. and his penis was so big and so hard that he would take his penis and he would smash the walnut and crack it open. One of the most amazing acts I've ever seen in my life. So I went back 20 years later and I said, is, is Giacchino here? <laughs> and the waiter said, yes. And I said, here's 20 bucks. You haven't come to my table. And he comes to the table and he pulls out his enormous erection. And then he pulls out a coconut. And I said, I thought it was a walnut. And he said, ah, the first thing to go is the eyes. 
Chuck Kino, you probably heard of him. Chuck Kino. Chuck Kino. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of him, haven't you? I have. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a hard act to see. Once you said coconut, I was like, yes, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're younger. So I'm you, young, yeah. You only knew him as the coconut guy. <laughs> I sold the guy to him as the, as the walnut guy. <laughs> You know, and way back in the day, it was hazelnuts. <laughs> it was hazelnuts, and there was walnuts. Dad. Then there was a period where I didn't go see him, where he was doing, I can't think of a hard, crackable thing between a walnut and a coconut. Can you? <laughs> Mr. Improv. I know. Mr. Improv. Okay. Stale, go with it. Stale orange. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. I went to see Don Lee do improv. He said stale orange. I was on the floor. How do you, how do you, pull, how do you pull that out? How do you pull that out? So the, uh, did, they do a, did they do a coconut smash with them? Wait, wait. I don't know where we are anymore. Jackass. Oh, Jackass. Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's one guy. Well, one guy oh, that did. We yeah, there's one where they the guy said they're going to get uh, a lightweight champion to do a, uh, a cup check, punch you in the cup, the lightweight boxer, and they brought in the heavyweight boxers known for hitting the hardest, uh, and and to and to punch him in the punch him in the nuts, uh-huh. and it was uh, wearing a cup, wearing a cup, but it was still an unbelievably brutal uh, hit, and then the cup itself was dented. <laughs> so the guy wearing gloves, yeah, he was wearing gloves. It was, but that was crazy. But at one point, was it one guy just actually like they just take uh, two pieces of plastic and screw nuts to make it flat around the penis, just flatten the penis as much as possible, mm-hmm. and then it just attached a ping pong ball to it and just just played the ping pong game where they hit the ball up and down. That was the full stunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, my wife was like, "This is not going to make this is not going to make it romantic after this. This is not going <laughs> to." Certain parts of my Valentine's Day are being eliminated as we watch. <laughs> And how was Wee Man? He looked good. He looked, he you know, that, that article in the New York Times on Wee Man yeah. had him the most self-actualized perfect person in the world. Yeah, he seemed, yeah, that's the thing. He seems like, him and Johnny Knoxville seem like they're in the best mental shape of everybody. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just gone, right? Like, yeah, Steve-O is mentally, as you can just see, he's he's not there mm-hmm. as much as, the, but that's not because of uh, concussions. Right. The most, uh, most famous uh, graduate of clown college. Steve-O? Oh, wow. I think it was Steve-O, one of them. We'll, we'll name some of the other ones. There's Steve-O, Johnny Knoxville, Wee Man, Ryan- uh, It's Steve-O. England, yeah. It's Steve-O. Dave Steve-O. England. Sorry, I said Ryan England. Dave St- England. Steve-O went to Clown College. Yeah. He's the most famous person from Clown College. Yeah. We have going through the alumni. Oh, that makes sense. Bill Irwin, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably second, right? Bill Irwin second. Yeah. Do I give third? I was going to say, you, you got to be on there, yeah? Well, I think Steve-O, Bill Irwin, Pendulette, I'll give you that, right? Yeah. That seemed right to you? I think so. Yeah. More people know Bill Irwin and Steve-O than know me, I think. I don't know. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about Majuri. You know Majuri, right? Yes. And you know I had that experience with uh, with, with buying uh, buying a thing from Majuri for my wife. Yeah. And I thought, well, this would be nice. You know, they're their sponsor. This would be a good thing. She'll like it okay. She'll yeah. say good. Wears it all the time. She just loves it. Like her favorite piece of jewelry. Nice. I had no, I did nothing. It was really, but I get all she's this She's a cra- woman about town. Yes, yeah, so she's, uh, she's, uh, she's discerning. Yes. That's the polite way to say it. Yeah. She's discerning. And they make fine jewelry for every day, minus the traditional 10-time markup. 
Ten time markup is the traditional. Uh, wow. When I worked a ding dong truck selling ice cream, yeah, it was a hundred percent markup. We it was double. You paid for the ice cream. You sold it for double, 10 times. This is, that, that they much. take that away. Yeah, they take that away. Too many. New limited edition drops every Monday instead of seasonal reasons like more traditional retailers. Fresh new picks every week for every style. Pieces are fairly priced, handcrafted, ethically sourced, and made to last. Those are all things you care about. 14 karat solid gold staples that don't wear out or scratch easily. 14K is much more durable than 18K gold. Uh, think no more green fingers or fine jewelry that oxidizes. No oxid. The 18 karat gold, there's another word I don't know. Sterling silver, freshwater pearls, ethically sourced diamonds and milestone pieces. Majuri just does really, really good stuff. Fine jewelry is personal celebrate moments, big and small, with fine jewelry designed to last. Whether you're celebrating your own milestones or memories made together, Make fine jewelry personal with engravable and monogrammable pieces designed to last. You know, there was a big over-under on if I'd be able to say monogrammable. <laughs> that was in your little grid. It was. Yeah. For every budget and for everyone, including women's, men's, and unisex pieces, visit Majuri.com slash pen for 10% off your first order. That's Majuri.com slash Pen. For 10% off your first order. Now, um, I want to spell this for you. M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash P-E-N-N. Oh, man, you guys just nailed it. Yeah. You just nailed it. That was really beautiful. I was, I was very, very happy with that. Good. Very happy. Good, good. I'm sure they will be too. So your variety show made you feel old? Yeah, <laughs> made me feel old. But I'm heading to San Diego next week, so that should make me feel young. Oh, good, good. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, good, good. Now, uh, you, you want to tell people where they can see it? Yeah, absolutely. There's a brand new magic venue called The Prestige in downtown San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. It's like a 46-seat cabaret theater. Mm -hmm. Serves a three-course meal, and then I perform for you. Wow. There's like a secret entrance to the theater and stuff. It's fancy. Now, when you go to these things, mm -hmm. when, when I used to go and do like Magic Island, which yes. was in Texas- and there was something else in, in Southern California, magic something. Mm -hmm. the, eating the food was a big deal. Yes. The, do you get to eat the good meal with them? They do. They, they feed me when I go to these Do places. you eat it with them or do you eat it in the kitchen? I eat in the, some kitchen, some, you don't want to eat some cage where they put me somewhere yeah. or something. Like a trombone player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, do, they, do they give In you, the alley. They give you the same food they give them? They do. Yeah, because some places wouldn't do that, you know. I know, and that's uh, at least that part's caught on. It seems like that part of hosting magicians the, is part of that. The original Magic Castle, you couldn't have the roast beef. Yeah, yeah. You well, now what they do is they give you a spending card. Ah. And so if you want that, that's good, but then you don't eat for three days or whatever. <laughs> that's the truth. They have a tomahawk steak, and it's like $210 or something like that. And what's your meal card? Three fifty for the week. Uh-huh. So then you're... That's, that's a one stick. And then you have a waiter assigned you every night. So if the waiter comes in, you're like, I had the tomahawk last night. So tonight I'm going to have a basket of fries. They're not going to be happy with you. You know, it's, it's bad relations is what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't get the steak. Get the spaghetti every night. Exactly. Yeah. Better off. Cause you know, that's how I met Jerry Camaro. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how I met him. We were playing magic Island. He was doing, um, close up. We, oh. we were in the room. We were told that we would get our dinner. Yeah. Right? We get our supper. That's a big, big deal, you know, for a magician to get supper. I agree. Big deal. 
And at the time, of course, I was not vegan. Right. And Tell and I finished our show. We had three shows a night or something. We finished our first show. And I went back to not my dressing room, because it's just a little closet. Yeah. It was like a little area there. Yeah. And there in the area was a prime rib dinner, all laid out, all beautiful. With the little, you know, that little lid they put on. What's that? Called? Oh, yeah, yeah. A little serving lid. Yeah, yeah. The silver lid. Silver. I don't know what that. There should be a name for that. I'm sure there is, but yeah. I like I like you and I not knowing it as yeah. much. And uh, I think there was like a nice wine glass, a little flower in a vase. Oh, everything else real was really nice. There was two dinners laid out there. So Tell and I came back, and I said, "This is really good," you know. And I'm eating my prime rib, and all of a sudden, this biker. In a tuxedo comes back. Now I got to tell you, that's the thing about Jerry Camaro: biker in a tuxedo, scarier yeah. than biker in a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, like he's coming in disguise. Yeah, he's and he's also you can see Jailhouse Inc. Yeah, from behind the frilly. You sleeve. can tell he's a biker despite him wearing a tuxedo instantly. Right, instantly. So that's scarier. And the first words Jerry Camaro says to me are, "What the fuck are you doing?" I said, "I'm." I'm, I'm just eating my supper. He goes, yeah. what the fuck? That, what the fuck is wrong with you? I said, well, I'm just enjoying my supper. He said, I work out of the close-up room. I came back here. I set up supper for me and for this waitress I'm trying to fuck. We're going to have dinner here because I'm trying to fuck her, and you're here eating my dinner, and he's eating her dinner? <laughs> I go, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, my name's Penn. He goes, my name's Jerry. What the fuck are you doing? I said, I thought they just served. He goes, they don't serve you. You go in the kitchen. I set this up for this waitress I'm trying to bang. <laughs> and then she came back. Yeah. And Jerry went, oh, hello. Um, uh, these two assholes ate our dinner. Yeah. And she went, what? He said, I brought dinner back here for us to have together. And these two assholes ate it. I said, we haven't eaten all of it. He goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, so what I'm telling you, yeah. when you're in San Diego, make sure you're actually eating your own I, beer. I'll be very, proceed, I'll proceed with caution. Mm. For sure. We thought, man, we have made the big time. Yeah. They're serving us food backstage. Because they does, they do have a close-up guy working the bar, so I got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful. I do have also, to be careful. Also, you want to know where that close-up guy's from. <laughs> That's true too. Jerry Camaro was terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. You know, rode with the Huns, time in the joint, yeah. and then he's a magician, you know? Yeah. And I've told this story a lot, but it's so funny. He'd roll up his sleeves, okay, to show. He said, this always shuts up hecklers because my sleight of hand is so good. And I said, that's not why it shuts up hecklers. It shuts up hecklers because your tattoos say, fuck the world in jailhouse ink. <laughs> They could tell you've done time. That's why the yuppies shut up. That's when I was more comfortable with Jerry. That first night, and Jerry would tell the story of meeting me yeah. and say, I really considered killing him. That would be a story of how he met Ben. He's there eating my prime rib and this waitress I'm trying to bang. Did it work out between them? Yes. <laughs> I believe that's the only reason I'm sitting here alive today, having done 10 years of podcasting. Is I mean, I thank her for my life. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if if she had, uh, yeah. if she had demurred, uh, it would be uh, it would yeah. be curtains for me. I think so, and for Teller too. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, Teller ain't her meal. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, Teller and I—you've eaten with us. Yeah, we eat very fast. Yes, you do. Crazy fast. Yeah. So there was only a mouthful left. I mean, it was the amount of time he set everything up. Yeah. He left to go find her. Yeah. Right? Teller was going to meet her back there, came back, and the food was nearly gone. Yeah. Because Teller and I inhale food. Yeah. I think usually working in restaurants and then entertainment, you just, you eat fast. Really fast. Like there are so many times where I'm like, oh, shoot, I only have 10 minutes to eat. And then I'm like, finish. And I'm like, oh, I still have five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I have this thing in my head that supper takes an hour. Yeah. Like I, I went out with Mox for yeah. our Valentine's Day dinner. Yeah. We went to um we went to Paris, you know, the, the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Looking out over the fountains. Uh Mox and I have done that many Valentine's Days. Yeah. And uh we really enjoy ourselves. But I worry, you know, we get there at five and will it be possible that I'll make the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I make it to play bass at eight o'clock. Yeah. And Mox and I are back in the theater at six thirty. <laughs> you know, not a problem. It doesn't take as long to eat dinner and if you want it to take longer, it still doesn't really. No. I mean you can do a long time between courses. You want dessert and coffee or whatever, or, or you want to order your salad and then tell the them. The weird later. thing is that in a diner, you know, a Greek owned diner. At like 2 a.m. takes five hours. <laughs> you know I mean, you sit over a grilled cheese, yeah. cup of coffee. And I'll tell you, uh, when Robbie used to smoke yeah. and I, uh, I would have an occasional cigarette from Robbie, yeah. and we were both drinking coffee, you can never leave that place. Yeah. Because you go, oh, you get a little more coffee, I'll just light up a cigarette. Yeah. And they drink the coffee and the cigarette is almost done you know then these he goes uh uh oh well, your cigarette uh i'll have another cup of coffee yeah and you just keep going cigarette coffee then i'll have coffee then i'll have a cigarette bump for you you just go forever yeah but the actual eating 15 20 seconds <laughs> <laughs> totally mm. yeah yeah i'll tell you uh they asked me you know you meet miss anything being vegan and now you can get a good vegan grilled cheese so that problem's over. Whole foods are cheap. Yeah. It's three bucks. Oh, grilled cheese? Grilled, vegan grilled cheese at Whole Foods, three bucks. Three bucks. That's a good deal. Yeah. It's good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And also just eggs. Yeah. They figured out all the ways that, that satisfy, satisfies the itch. You know what I'm going to do maybe tonight? I've been thinking about this. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about just eggs, you know, that brand of just eggs. Yeah. French toast. Yeah. I've never had just eggs French toast. Oh. I bet it's going to be I crazy be good. good. Also, you know, when you make French toast, same thing as scrambled eggs, there's the creepy part of the egg that's in there. Yep. That that weird membrane-y yep. thing that's part of a chicken fetus. Yep. Okay, and I'm of all in favor of abortion for chickens. I'm not going there, but I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's creepy when you're whooping it up. There's, yeah. Your fork comes out and there's something gelatinous yeah. hanging from it that's part of chicken fetus. And you feel like, ugh, that's unpleasant. With the just egg stuff, it's just yeah. all beautiful, all all cracked for you. Yeah. All that's done. Put a little cinnamon. I haven't done this yet, yeah. You know, which is why I'm telling you in detail what I do. Mm -hmm. 
put the uh, put a little bit of fake butter. You're running in. a hypothesis by me. Yeah, and then and then I have syrup from my friend Elliot, who lives in Vermont and is a maple farmer. He sends me the syrup. Now syrup, I don't think there's any such thing as fresh or anything like that. But the fact that it's from a friend of mine makes oh. me really love it. Yeah. And here's the thing: as you get older, and I want to tell you this because. A lot of times I think, I'm now 66 years old. I should have some wisdom to impart to people. And when people ask me, which they never have, um, what have you learned in your time on this (laughs) this planet? No one's ever asked me for advice at all on life, okay? But ask me. Uh, Hey, Penn, what have you learned about life? I'll tell you. And this is, I think, interesting. When I was... A man of 28 Mm -hmm. living in San Francisco. My parents would send me maple syrup from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. My friends, the residents, were from Louisiana, Mm -hmm. and their parents sent them pecans. And I had another friend who was from Florida, and their parents sent them oranges. Mm -hmm. Now, oranges, pecans, and maple syrup are available in every supermarket in San Francisco. But parents don't believe that, Okay. Yeah. And they would send me a gallon of maple syrup. Yes. And of course, they would send them bags and bags of pecans. Yeah. And um, I would have very often pancakes. And I would sometimes invite uh, somebody over for pancakes. Mm -hmm. And I did this thing that I thought was classy, really classy, because it happened at a restaurant once. (laughs) Right? I would take my maple syrup, I would put it in a pan, and I would heat it up. Whoa. Right? So it was kind of warm maple syrup. And then I put a little bit of butter on top of the pancake and then pour the warm maple syrup. I mean, this is when I was suave, you know, when I was like a James Bond breakfast with my Bond woman from the night before. If if that girl was hanging out with Jerry Camaro, knew you heated syrup for breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have just moved. Yeah. Heated syrup, right? And I pour it on there and I would feel so, so classy. Okay? Yeah. Now, whatever it is, I could probably do this math. 38 years later, mm-hmm. 38 years later, I was having pancakes on, I think it was New Year's Day, mm-hmm. and I brought out the syrup, and I thought, I'm going to go pour a little bit in a cup and heat this up. I'll mm-hmm. put it in a, a coffee cup under the microwave, give it like four seconds, you know, and I'll just have a little bit of heated syrup. And then I went, wait a minute, maybe it's not good to heat it. Whoa. Maybe it's good to have it cool. Wow. So I took it out of the refrigerator, the maple syrup, and I put that on my pancakes. And cooler, it lays thicker on the tongue. Okay. Also, the combination of the hot pancake, the hot fake butter, and the cool syrup was the right thing. See, I misunderstood Okay, that that putting it all into one experience with warm syrup was not no. where God lives. No. God lives in the cold <laughs> syrup with the warm pancake. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I do. I mean, I think we're going to need a lot of email about this. Now you want to warm <laughs> up your syrup though, don't you? I'm curious. I've never done it. See, you've never done it. No. So you're going to go. You have to go. See? I have to go to and back. I will now quote Ron Wood mm-hmm. of the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. You have to learn just like me, and that's the hardest way. <laughs> that's the truth. You really can't take my advice. Can no. You? you can't just say cold syrups. Like a billion, I have to stick my own rocket up there mm-hmm. and get the wrong bag of chips. 
Mm-hmm. Take it back down. And, and know fire what somebody. it's like to fire somebody. <laughs> somebody who's feeding their whole family. <laughs> Someone that, you are going to be so rich that the only people you will hire yeah. are people with the last name Cratchit. <laughs> That'll be what you you put your advertising. Only Cratchit supply. Only Cratchit applies. Because yeah. I want to feel good when I fire somebody. Guy being fired, you can be like, I, I, I legally changed my name to get this job. <laughs> I haven't finished even pay, paying the paying my lawyers for the paperwork. I'm Bob Cratchit, <laughs> and I've been working for Matt Donnelly now. And he, fi- I thought, you know, shake it up a little bit, give him some barbecue chips. Yeah, he came down. He was mad. <laughs> I came mean, down, came down from space. I don't mean the figurative. Like he came down on me. No, like he came descended from space. from space. And William Shatner was very excited about everything. <laughs> He was very, he loved the whole space experience, but uh, he got the kind of chips he wanted. He boom, fired, boom, just yeah. like that. And then I made the big mistake. Yeah. Next flight up, my brother, you know, Bill Cratchit. <laughs> you know what he did? What? He warmed Matt Donnelly's syrup. Oh. Which Matt Donnelly asked him to do. <laughs> but on the way up, he used his space phone to call his friend, Ben Gillette, who said, your syrup should be cool. And somehow my brother was supposed to psychically know what kind of syrup he would like, came down, fired his ass right oh. away. But luckily we brought him 10 bottles of shampoo and he rehired both of us. <laughs> I looked at the time because I was like, that was a perfect out for the episode, but we still have time. Okay. <laughs> You were going to say something. Oh, one of my earliest memories is that you got a gallon of syrup from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Now, I grew up a syrup snob because my dad would did uh, work farms in, in Vermont in the summertime. Uh-huh. And so even when he had four kids, didn't buy that weird corn syrup shit from the supermarket. No. No, you don't ever want to have that. There's no reason. Sometimes my children yeah. will actually prefer. They'll have, and it's just, it Get breaks out. my heart. Pack your shit. It breaks my heart. <laughs> Change your name to Cratchit and work for Donnelly. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I said to them. I don't even care if no you bring barbecue chips. No child of mine. Of course, it's not even called that. Is, is Mrs. Buttersworth still uh, working, or did she get fired too? I think she got fired too. I think Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Buttersworth got fired, and Uncle Ben. And Uncle Ben. But Mrs. Buttersworth, who got against her? Was it the chubby, chubby, think, chubby people of America? I think. I think they finished with everyone else, and they looked at her last, and were like, "Yeah." Really? Change your name to Cratchit. Um, <laughs> what about the honey bear? Honey bear thing's still around. Honey bear's still around. Still the good. bears have not yeah. fought against the you bears. Can, you can appropriate bears all you want. Okay. So the honey bear. I mean, I don't know. We don't want people going around thinking we got honey coming out of our heads. <laughs> That's what people think because of those honey bears. A lot of people come up, they squeeze our heads trying to get honey out. Just not fair. You know, in the in the bear online Facebook groups, they talk about how the murdering of bears to get honey out of their heads, but no one can find an actual time where that happened. Right. But they know it must have. But they know it must have. It's, yeah. it's a tough thing to prove. It, tough. tough. <laughs> but you put uh, maple syrup on vanilla ice cream. Oh. And I had that at the Slammer. Oh. And I was like, this is amazing. Well, it's really good. Yeah. And you all, you came over for Sugar on Snow, didn't you? I, I missed Sugar on Snow. Oh, Sugar on Snow is really good. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who want to know, you just get some snow. Yeah. Heat your uh, syrup to a uh, hard crack on your candy thermometer. 
I act like everybody has a candy thermometer. I don't. But I got one for this hard crack. A candy thermometer. Yeah. Okay. You have to if you want to be if you want to make like those candy apples with the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Red the red candy apples, not the caramel ones. Right. You know, caramels kind of took over. Yeah. But red candy apples are the original ones, and that was hard crack candy. Yeah. And you ought to get it to the exact temperature, then you pour it onto the snow. And when I had sugar on snow growing up in Massachusetts, it was really snow. I mean, they went to the backyard and scooped it up. There'd be yeah. little little pieces of dirt in it and, you know, and, and <laughs> a twig. twigs, a yeah. twig, a twig. I was trying to say twig instead of deer shit, <laughs> but there was a, there was a twig in it and, uh, you know, we'd have sugar eats, yeah. which I had a, a girlfriend from Hollywood, California. Yeah. And when I told her that we grew up having sugar eats, she was appalled. Just the phrase sugar eat drove her crazy. You'd have ham and beans and then at the end you'd have a sugar eat. Which would be, they give you a styrofoam cup of yeah. maple syrup. Of course, pickles, we've talked about this. Pickles and saltine crackers. And then um, snow, and you'd pour it and make little designs. I would do a peace sign, of course, and roll up my fork and eat it. Good. We're going to have to do sugar on snow again. Yeah. But maple syrup on vanilla ice cream, very good. Very good. Very and good. now with the vegan stuff, they figure that out too. Yeah. So much, there's so much good oat milk based vanilla ice cream now. It's really good. It's really good. They can do all this shit now. Yeah. There's no reason to. We did uh, no animals. butcher for the Super Bowl. How was it? Really good. Really? No butcher was good? Yeah. Cause oh. My wife has been so curious about finding a vegan cold cut sub that fit that bill. Yeah. I've, I haven't found that. I've looked for that a lot. And the, 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 she was happy. She was happy with the no butcher cold cut. Like so. salami? Yeah. And was, is no butcher a mail order? Is that a. No, no. It's a, it's a place over on Rainbow. And they have a, they have a no butcher sub. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's all different subs, yeah. So I had a pulled, I had a vegan pulled pork and a vegan. Uh, there was a Aloha Hawaiian style rib sandwich or whatever. It's mm -hmm. all tofu. Is but it was they, good. Well, their bread, their vegan bread for their sandwiches is very good. Good. No butcher, huh? No butcher came with a pasta salad, potato salad. Like they want to create the full deli experience. We bought the Super Bowl package. Oh, there's a special Super yeah, Bowl yeah. package. They couldn't say Super Bowl, right? No, no, they couldn't. They had to say football package. Yeah. Well, you know what Piff says? I'll have <laughs> I'll the soup. I'll the soup. <laughs> I'll soup. <laughs> Super Bowl, I'll the soup. Yeah. yeah. But it was a good, it was a good, everybody, even, you know, nobody was, our friends who are, the, the thing is like having vegan stuff now is not like this, what? A vegan choice at the Super Bowl? Like I brought a bunch of sandwiches, everybody was curious about it and. And everybody, we split them up and all had them. How many people did you have over for the Super Bowl party? It was, well, it was my friend Jacob hosted, but uh, he had about, it was maybe like 12 of us. And you brought the sandwiches? Yeah. What a, what a mensch. Yeah. What a nice guy. Look at me go. What did other people bring? Uh, you know, some people brought some dips or something. Well, you brought the sandwiches? Yeah, I think I was the hero. Yeah, you're not kidding around. I organized the, I organized the, the uh, Giacchino. Yeah. I, I, I was a real, I was a real helper. Did you do the thing with the walnut for him? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you stuck with? I got couple? nervous and I backpedaled the hazelnuts. <laughs> Just go with what you know. But you had to wear those big, thick glasses. Everybody <laughs>, laughs at you for, right? I had to wear like a, a miner's helmet holding a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah, all that in place. Just so you could do your little act. I'll tell you, you work on that act, I'll book you. <laughs> I can I can book that act in a second. No problem. Because that was Ped Sunday School. <laughs> that was Ped Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. You become naked. We have to get to how weird the show was last night. Yes, yeah, We'll yeah. do that the next show. So fucking weird. 
I mean, I really took the show in a place it shouldn't have been taken. <laughs> and we were filled up. You know, we had like a thousand people. What's that? As we go to the wide shot here, we'll make our formal announcement. We're moving from Twitch to TikTok. And I wanted everybody to dance for the wide shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love you. Do you have some people to thank there? I do. I want to thank Jeff Bacher, Eric B. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. B. Dobell, Michael Torbay, Ilan Lee, Leah B. Jacob McCulley, Kelsey Johnson, Nicole Martin, Matthew Rausch, Crazy Cat Lady Scoop, Nick Hemsing, Music Man, Jamie Thrasher, Rachel Hawkins, Jake Schneider, Pete Hoke, Kelly McCauley, Jeremy Davidson, Robin Garnett, and Ovi Demetrian Jr. Of course, these people support us on Patreon. If you were like, man, I don't like Matt, and I wish I heard the podcast before he was on it, you can join <laughs> our Patreon and have access to entire back catalog and listen to all the episodes without me in it. 